A reading from Jeremiah. For thus says the Lord, sing aloud with gladness for Jacob and raise shouts for the chiefs of the nations. Proclaim, give praise, and say, save, O Lord, your people, the remnant of Israel. See, I am going to bring them from the land of the north and gather them from the furthest part of the earth, among them the blind and the lame, those with child and those in labor, together a great company. <clears throat> they shall return here. With weeping they shall come, and with consolations I will lead them back. I will let them walk by brooks of water in a straight path, in which they shall not stumble. For I have become a father to Israel, and Ephraim is my firstborn. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus and his disciples came to Jericho. And as he and his disciples and a large crowd were leaving Jericho, Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many sternly ordered him to be quiet, but he cried out even more loudly, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still and said, Call him here. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, get up, he is calling you. So throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. Then Jesus <clears throat> said to him, what do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, My teacher, let me see again. Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has made you well. Immediately he regained his sight and followed him on the way. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Holy God, we ask that you would fill this space with your Holy Spirit, that you would ignite our hearts and allow the words of our mouths and the meditations of our spirits to be pleasing unto you, O Lord. Amen. Amen. Today's gospel story is a story of interruption. Have you ever been so busy and had a plan and all of a sudden, someone interrupts it and ruins your day. I heard a few nevers over here. I think it was sarcasm. <laughs> In this story, the disciples are with Jesus, and they are on their way. The gospel makes it clear to us by saying they arrived in Jericho, and then immediately the next sentence, they're on their way leaving. It's immediate. They have places to go, people to see, they have a plan, and they've set out. But there's a pestering voice at the side of the road. Have mercy on me, the blind beggar shouts. And the disciples, who are busy, they have a plan. They try to quiet him. Shh, be quiet, 
Maybe they were just in a hurry. Or maybe they were afraid that Jesus was about to say something and they didn't want to miss a word. Or maybe they just thought this blind beggar wasn't worth Jesus' time. Maybe they were jealous and they didn't want Jesus' attention to be divided. We don't know why they tried to quiet him, but we know that they failed. Lord, have mercy on me, Bartimaeus shouts again, not willing to be silent. I wonder if you have ever had a moment where you needed to cry for mercy, where you were feeling lonely or broken, when it wasn't appropriate, when you didn't have time. Maybe you tried to hide it. Maybe the world quieted you. I know I've been there. One story for me that comes to mind is when I was 17. I had just broken up with a long-term boyfriend. Now, as an adult, this seems like a small thing. Teenagers fall in and out of love all the time. But when you're 17, heartbreak is no small thing. It felt like my world had come apart. My heart was broken. This boy who had been my first love and who I dated for two years had gone off to college. And we decided to break up. And being the positive person that I am, I tried to put on a veneer of happiness. It was my senior year. I was going to enjoy it, damn it, even if it killed me. I was a leader in so many clubs. I was getting good grades. And I busied myself. I ignored the ache that was inside of me because I thought that people wanted to see me smile, to pretend. So that's what I did. And it worked for a few weeks or maybe even a month until I came to my breaking point. I remember this well because it was a family dinner. My dad and my mom and my sister and my brother and I sitting at the table. And I should warn you that my dad grew up in a house of four boys, no girls. So having two teenage daughters was a trial by fire for him. And just making pleasant conversation, my dad asked a simple question, something like, how are you, or how was your day? And I burst into tears. I cried into my meatloaf. <laughs> and my dad had no idea what to do. I think he just stared at me for a solid minute, having no idea what to say. And I got up from the table and ran from the room and ran up to my bedroom, slamming the door. And a few minutes later, my mom came up, and she knocked softly, asking if I was OK. I think I yelled, go away, although I'm sure she couldn't understand the words I was saying through my sobbing. But anyway, she opened the door. Even though I would have thought I preferred for her to keep it shut and leave me alone in my grief. She opened the door. And she came in and she held me. 
And I remember this so vividly because it was one of those mercy moments. A moment when I needed to cry mercy and I hadn't given myself the space or the time. But my mom heard my voice through the crowd. She came in and she gave me mercy. It's difficult to imagine how my life would be different if I didn't have people and places where I could cry for mercy. The story is the same way. Bartimaeus would have had a completely different experience. What if he had been quiet? What if when they said, shh, we don't have time, he had listened and been polite? What if he'd simply pulled his cloak tighter around him and stayed hidden out of shame or embarrassment or fear? But the story that we get is something quite different. He takes the risk. He throws off his cloak. He won't be quieted. <coughs> One of my favorite poets, Adrian Rich, has a poem called Hunger, in which she describes the way that we shrink away from these powerful moments of love and mercy. She writes, we shrink from touching. We shrink from touching our power. We shrink away. We starve ourselves and each other. We are scared of what it could be to take and use our love. I think she's on to something because I think every day out of fear or politeness or out of busy schedules, out of our hurrying, we avoid using our power to love. We avoid sharing our vulnerabilities. We avoid crying out for mercy. And today's gospel is a wake-up call. It's an invitation to throw off our cloaks, whatever things we are clinging to to protect us, to close the door between us and others. Jesus invites us to fling that door open, to shed our cloaks, to shed our fear or embarrassment, and to enjoy the promise of healing, of reconciliation, of finally being able to see. One of the church's forefathers, John Chrysostom, has this great passage where he's talking about the richness of what God has promised us. He describes how God never fails on these promises, how God's mercy never ceases. But he adds that the way that God has promised depends on our own willing and hearing, that God does not make promises to blocks of wood. In other words, God has mercy for us, but we have to act. We have to get up. We can't stay silent and hidden on the edge of the crowd, on the side of the road. We have to follow Bartimaeus's example and respond. When Jesus calls, he gets up. He sheds his cloak, and he experiences a healing of his blindness. 
Likewise, the disciples are asked to respond. At first, they were busy. They wanted nothing to do with this man. They were headed in another direction, ready to continue with their day. But Jesus invites them into this moment of healing by saying, go get the man, call him to me. And they do it. And their silencing, their bad attitudes, all of that sheds away. And they're able to say, take heart. Jesus is calling for you. They're able to join the story. Instead of shrinking away from touching, as Adrian Rich describes, they embrace their power. They join with Jesus and with Bartimaeus in this moment of healing community. It's the kind of mercy I experienced as a teenager with my family. It's the kind of mercy that many of us have experienced in our lives as people have been Christ for us. And today, I want to invite us to remember that God wants to interrupt our busy schedules again. A moment of holy interruption. A chance for healing, for vulnerability. But we have to make room. We have to shed our cloaks. And we have to see each other. Because we are in need of mercy. Amen. Amen.